You're listening to the Quiet Rebels podcast, episode number 56. And this episode is a perfect complement to the previous episode with Belinda Weaver, where we spoke about really how to nurture your confidence and to really make space for the new version of yourself. Because today we're going to take that in another perspective on actually how you can clear any blocks you may have around visibility. So if you know me well, then you know that I already talk about podcast guesting a lot as an amazing way for you to just connect with your audience and expand your reach. And it is a visibility method, really. And I know that there are so many people who have resistance to that. And so what I love about this episode today is that my special guest is a expert when it comes to clearing beliefs that no longer serve you anymore. And believe it or not, if you were drawn to tune into today's episode, then there may be a couple of beliefs that might be holding you back right now. And that's okay. And what I love is that my guest also walks us through his process on how you can really get started with clearing these beliefs. And one of the myths that he debunks is literally that beliefs, they may take a deep root in you, but it doesn't mean that it takes years to necessarily overcome. It can actually be as quick as flipping a switch when you really shine the right light of perspective onto it. So you're going to see this happen in real real time because I do raise my hand and actually like offer to be almost like the guinea pig <laughs> to my guest process because a brilliant piece of feedback that I've heard from so many of you is that you love it when you can kind of like hear the process happen in action. And so that's exactly what we've got for you today. Talking all about clearing your beliefs so that you can really show up the way that you want to how to clear those visibility blocks so you can actually grow your business and how it actually applies into four key areas of your business. So without further ado, please join me in welcoming Will Carlos to the mic. This is the place to be if you want the courage to live your life and run your business in a way that's true to you. Contrary to what you might think, you don't have to be the loudest person in the room in order to be heard. But here's the thing, there's no time for you to be playing small anymore because you can make an impact on the people you want to help in this world by showing up and owning your message. And it is my personal mission to support you on your journey with every single episode. I am your host, Meike Sang, and it is my honor to welcome you to The Quiet Rebellion. Let's dive in. Hello, my dear Quiet Rebels. I am so excited for today's episode because I have a special guest on the show who's going to be talking about how we can clear our visibility blocks and by doing so can actually help us to open ourselves up for more opportunities in our business, like signing on more clients and adding more people to our email list and more opportunities than that. And what's really cool about today is that my special guest is also going to be doing a live demonstration of how we can clear these visibility blocks. But before we get into all of that stuff, let me introduce you to Will Carlos. So Will, welcome on board to the Quiet Rebel podcast. Hi, Mickey. Thanks for having me. It's uh, it's really exciting to be here because I've listened to this podcast for quite a while. So now to get to be on the podcast is extra special. So thanks for having me. Oh, that means so much to me. And your pitch was awesome because you literally gave me a scenario of when you listen to this podcast. I believe it's like <laughs> sleeping leaves in the driveway or something like that. <laughs> and I can so imagine that. So it's, it's an honor to have you here. And so, well, this is your area of expertise and Correct me if I'm wrong, but you've like done this visibility clearing energy work with over 300 people in 25 countries. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, I think it's getting closer to 400 now. And yes, in, in over 25 countries, because I've offered this free session that I've done for about two and a half or three years. And I haven't gone through to do a new count, but I think it's around 400 people. Wow, that's incredible. So... You obviously know what you're doing and I can't wait to kind of like have a little live experience on the podcast later today. But before we get into all of that, I would love to hear how you got into this work in the first place. So kind of like give us a rundown. What's the story of Will Carlos? Uh, yeah, for sure. So the, the, the medium length story, not the long and not the short, is that I grew up as a really sensitive kid. And I share that because I think, especially for your audience, you know, with the Quiet Rebels podcast, a lot of us are or were sensitive and we navigate the world in a very different way. And 
we can either use that to our disadvantage where it becomes a story that holds us back, or we can learn to cultivate that as a gift. And blessedly, thankfully, I was able to cultivate it as a gift. It took me a long time uh, and a lot of great teachers because I'm very stubborn, but I did eventually learn how to cultivate it as a gift. So as a kid and as a teenager, I was super sensitive to my uncles and aunts and my family. And it was as if I had no skin uh, between me and the world. And I just took everything so personally. And I didn't know it at the time, but I was able to energetically intuit when people were misaligned within themselves, when they were lying to themselves, and they didn't even necessarily know it. And I had no tools to be able to, to share with people what I was experiencing or hearing or seeing. So all that came out was me being self-righteous and arrogant and saying, you're angry or you're mad at me or you're whatever. And they would say, no, I'm not. And you know it all, little brat. Who do you think you are? So years and years later, I got into personal development and business and learned all about marketing and communication and started a practice as a life coach. And I failed miserably the whole time. I had clients and so my clients got great results, but I had no ability to market what I did or to have good sales conversations and to really make it about other people. And I went with that for years and I learned a lot, but ultimately failed. So when I did finally come to this practice about four or five years ago as an energy worker, as a belief clearing expert, I had a whole bunch of baggage about all the things that didn't work, uh, how I wasn't good at business, how no one got back to me, how people didn't really want to hear from me, all these stories and beliefs that were really blocking my way to being seen and having success. So when I learned this process and I learned how to use it on myself and others, I was able to clear those much more easily than I ever had as a life coach. And I saw with my clients that within a 15, 20 minute session, they would have the results that I used to get with clients in you know, a whole month long process. And I got addicted and I got hooked on the spontaneousness of just showing up and doing this kind of, I call it Bruce Lee style, where it's just me and the other person. I don't have a, a fully mapped out plan. I just sit down and we talk. And within moments I can see and energetically feel where are they misaligned inside? Where are they, for lack of a better term, where are they lying to themselves? And it's screwing up their business. And I know a lot of this might sound really, really woo-woo and left field, but we're going to get into much more detail as the podcast goes on. Uh, but that's my background of my story and how I got to where I am today. Wow. Well, first of all, thank you for sharing all of that. And oh my gosh, as you were speaking about always being a sensitive kid when you're growing up and, you know, just with all your aunts and uncles and your family always like kind of like pointing that out as if it's a flaw. I literally felt like I went back to my childhood days because that's exactly how I grew up too. Yeah, it, was of like, course. it was like, oh, you know, you take everything so seriously. And, and I'm like, oh yeah, if you say, if you say something that mean, of course I'm going to take it seriously. <laughs> I always saw it as a flaw and it's actually only in recent years that, um, like yourself, um, how we both discovered that there is a way to wield it as a very unique strength that we see the truth in others that they can't face themselves or don't want to face yet. Not all, they're not even aware of it. And it's really powerful stuff. So I'm really, yeah, really feel like, yeah, we're definitely on the same wavelength in this stuff. And by the way, woo is totally acceptable here on the podcast. And especially, okay. especially if you kind of like share with us, like, why something works and like just kind of giving us a demonstration, which I can't wait for as this episode progresses. So before we get into that, I'd love to kind of ask you this question. So something that we bonded over <laughs> is the love mm -hmm. of greatest showman. So for those who don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, well, you, you share with us, like why, why the greatest showman? Like what is it first of all, and what particular part in this movie really resonated with you? Yeah. So The Greatest Showman is a movie, almost entirely fictional. They say it's based on the life of P.T. Barnum, but really P.T. Barnum was not uh, really a very great guy. So when you're watching the movie, just pretend it's a work of fiction and really enjoy it. Don't, don't look up the history because it'll wreck the movie for you. And it's a musical and the music is amazing. So my wife and I were sitting down to watch it about, I guess it'd be about three years now. And as the first song came on, it was all about following your dreams uh, a million dreams is all it's going to take. And this kid has this big dream and he grows up to be a man and he's got a dream and he loves this girl and he's going to show her the world, but he's poor, but he's got potential. And my wife just looks at me and says, oh, it's a Will movie. Oh, great. Because <laughs> I'm the king of, you know, underdog, based on a true story, 
big inspiration kind of movies. We, when back when Blockbuster used to be in business, we walked down the movie aisle and we literally pick out. I'd pick out a couple Will movies and she'd pick out a couple Megan movies. And then as every song continued with the movie, it was just more and more Will songs. And it got to the song about uh, Never Enough. And the song's called Never Enough. And when I first watched the movie, it, I loved the song. I really loved the song. But it didn't click for me energetically why it was going to be such an important song for me. So about a year later, I was driving uh, here in the countryside where I live in Nova Scotia. And I was having yet another day of beating myself up, feeling like a complete and utter failure, the worst husband and father in the world, and of course, the most incompetent business owner because I didn't have enough clients and I wasn't making the money I needed to make. And so the whip came out yet again. And if your listeners are fortunate enough to not know what the whip is, the whip is when you beat yourself up and you feel terrible because you're not there yet. You're not a success yet. And I'd had this whip in full swing since I was a kid, since I started with what my friends used to call Roman Catholic guilt, even though I wasn't religious at all. And I was never able to put the whip down, no matter how much, how many personal development courses I took. And I've been, I had been meditating for over a decade every day at that point. I've been deeply engaged in many, many spiritual practices and as well, this energy clearing work that I currently do with clients. So there I was driving. It was a beautiful day and I was feeling in the worst depths of despair. And the song came on, Never Enough. And the chorus is, all the shine of a thousand spotlights, all the stars that we see in the night sky could never be enough, never be enough. And I realized, it was just one of those moments, I realized in a flash that if I didn't put that whip down right now, that nothing would ever be enough and that I would lose my wife and my daughter because no one could stand to be with a partner or a father like that for very long. Maybe a year or five years, we'd have a good run, but ultimately they would have to leave because no one could really spend their life with that kind of energy. Mm. And that no matter what I did, it would never be enough. I could build the biggest business. I could build five businesses. I could be a real estate tycoon. I could have it all. And it still wouldn't be enough if I didn't first learn how to stop beating myself up and make it. That was literally... I always wanted this to be able to share this kind of a story. And now I can, because I, I would hear other people's podcasts and I say, oh, someday I want a story like that where I can say, and that was the last day. And now I can, that was the last day that I whipped myself. I've had bad days. I've had days where I, I don't feel like the greatest person in the world, but the whip has not ever come out of the closet since, since that moment. And it was because of that song. Mm. Well, well, I'm glad that you managed to share this story with us. And for those who are who have never heard of the song before, even watched the movie, I'm going to pop a link in the show notes so you can definitely listen to the song at least. And I do highly recommend the movie because <laughs> the songs are brilliant and it just gives you the total feels. <laughs> I mean, for me, the song that I love is um, This Is Me. That gets to me so much. So, uh, okay. Thank you very much for sharing that. And I'm glad that you have managed to put down the whip. And for those who are, maybe they're aware or maybe they're not aware of the way that they're still continually whipping themselves. For you, it was a song. But as you have, you know, graced us with your presence today, is there any other way that we can find our own method of putting down that whip? Yes, absolutely. And so I think that Part of the challenge is that we all have such a unique way when we have those, what I call switch moments. Um, for some of it's when we're talking to God, for some of it's when we're walking in nature, for some of it's, it's a song and all those things can contribute. But the one thing that works, no matter who you are, no matter what your background, no matter what your religious or spiritual beliefs, or if you're not spiritual at all, the thing that works to lay the, what to do, what I call is laying the groundwork is to become aware of the beliefs and the patterns and the energies that are stopping you, blocking you, getting in the way, and systematically clearing them. Because when you do that, it's almost like you are raising the water level. So instead of you know that image of the, the two fish bowls and they have the one fish that jumps out of the one fish bowl into the bigger one mm -hmm. and has to make that big, big jump and it's that big, scary jump. We've all seen that meme, I think. Mm -hmm. The analogy I like to use is imagine that you're stuck in a box 
and it's the, well, for this example, it's the box where you're beating yourself up or whipping yourself and you can't get out because you jump every time. You're trying to jump out of the box every time, but your feet are in water. So you can't get any height. Even if you're really athletic, you still can't get any height. And that's what we're all trying to do every single day is we're trying to like start our podcast or we're trying to hit record on the Facebook live. But first you've got to take off the wet blanket of shame or guilt or whatever else is holding you down and then hit record. And that's just too much work. So what I like to do instead is fill that box with water so that you float to the top of the box. And then the last step is just lift yourself up over the edge and get out. So the way that I teach my clients to do that is you systematically clear the beliefs that are coming up. And we're going to get into this, I think a little bit more later, or we could now, I guess, which is looking at judgments. And when it comes to visibility, especially, this is where judgments of others, and rightly so. I'm not saying that it's not a valid concern, but it's a place that anyone can look to clear the beliefs, and we'll get into how, how to clear beliefs in this episode, but you clear the beliefs about those judgments, and then the water naturally rises in the box, and you can get out. So then you just keep listening to different songs, and you keep watching different YouTube videos, and you keep um, reading your books, and you'll have your click moment. Because it will become inevitable that you have your click moment if you've laid the groundwork. Mm, I love the analogy that you shared with us. Um, the fishbowl one that you're referring to, um, I think it actually, the cover of a book is called The Big Leap. <laughs> it is, actually, yes, it's one of my favorite. Yeah, yeah, I love that book as well um, by Gay Hendricks. And um, I prefer like the way that you mapped out yours. It's just kind of like raising what you already have and not overexerting yourself from where you currently are. There are a couple of things that there are literally like the glass ceiling of this box, which is why the water can't even get in. But once you shatter that glass ceiling, the water is able to flow and you're able to bring yourself to the top and over the edge. So I think now would actually be a brilliant time, if you would like to, um, to kind of like share with us how we do start with, you know, clearing those judgments <laughs> and those beliefs. So this will point to everyone's homework at the end of the episode, but this is great because we can talk about it here and then make it really actionable at the end. So, and make it, you're welcome to do this homework along with us if you want yes, to, uh, yeah. just in your head, if you want to, you can share if you want, uh, but okay, great. And then for everyone listening, I know that when I'm listening to podcasts, I'm multitasking 99% of the time I'm mowing the lawn, I'm doing whatever. So have a listen, let this all sink in. And then if you feel called to it, return to it later and write down what actually comes up. Or if you're super impressed in the moment, stop the lawnmower. Because uh, <laughs> that's literally when I listen to most of my podcasts. Stop the lawnmower and write on your phone what actually comes up. So here we go. Now, I want to say with this process, it seems absurdly simple. And that is what held me back from it for a long, long time. Because I thought, well, I've tried everything. And I do mean everything. I mean, I can give you the list of the Tony Robbins and the NLP and the hypnotherapy and every kind of energy work I could get my hands on for about a decade. Like, you name it, I've done it. I'm surprised when someone names a modality I haven't tried. And then when I came across this, the guy that I was working with, the, the biggest belief he had to help me clear first was that it was too easy and too simple. So for everyone listening, if that comes up, I totally hear you. I got you. We'll, we'll do our best. So the access is, is this, look at what is the worst thing someone could say about you? Oh. Bring it up in your mind. Let's imagine you, you're walking down the street and someone walks up and says, you're ugly. Or you, hit, you finally hit record on your first podcast episode and someone hears it and they say, who do you think you are? Ow. Whoa. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Energetically, that's a, that's a zing for your audience. Mm. Uh, let's give one more example. You do your Facebook Live, you hit record, and someone in the comments says, you are so full of fill in the blank. Okay, so uh, everyone listening can't see it, but Meike can see me uh, twitching and popping and making funny faces here on Zoom. That's because my body reacts when energy is uh, intense or energy is shifting. So I yawn when energy moves or my body twitches when the energy is intense and people are in resistance. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because it can happen. Meike is not particularly in resistance to a lot of these, um, but the audience listening in the future is, and I know it sounds 
totally woo-woo, uh, but I can feel into the resistance that people in the future will have when they watch this or listen to this episode, as well as just the general population right now, because being seen is one of the scariest things. Mm. And that's even more powerful. If you can write down exactly what you are afraid someone will say, you get bonus point. When it's not just a general feeling, but you know word for word, uh, you know, don't be too big for your britches. Who do you think you are? Don't be the tall poppy. You're not better than anyone else. One that's a veiled one that may be coming up for anyone with a, a background in, in the Christian faith or is currently in the Christian faith is um, it's better to give than to receive. And so we're constantly, as a Western culture, we're constantly giving, 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 and we're not allowed to receive. And so you go to make your podcast episode and you're giving, but then you're not allowing yourself energetically to receive all that good stuff. Because if you receive all that good stuff, you'll get in trouble because it's not okay. <laughs> Again, the energy is intense. So we've all got something written down. And with that, the process is, is very simple. And it is this. So it's a fill in the blank. So we say the belief that fill in the blank. So whatever you wrote down. So the belief that uh, if I go live on my podcast, someone will say, who the hell do you think you are? Would I be willing to destroy that belief at the point of creation? And then it's either a yes or it's a no. So if it's a yes, great. If it's a no, if you just can't get yourself to say yes, that's actually even better because it's pointing to a deeper belief. And then when we identify that and shift that, the impact will be even, even deeper. It's like an iceberg. So yes is great and a no is also really great. Now, the other place you can look at with this, because that, that is the simplest or the most straightforward way of doing this since I don't have the whole audience here live. But the other way to do it is, let's say someone says, who do you think you are? Well, what does that mean about you? We'll make something up. So make it, just, just pretend you're one of those people. Uh, so I have someone to bounce this off of. So, you know, if someone came to you about your podcast and said, who the heck do you think you are? Who the hell do you think you are? What might that mean about you? And you can just make something up. It doesn't have to be real. What, what do you mean? Like, what does that mean about me? So if someone says, who the hell do you think you are? For example, it might mean uh, you're an imposter. You, you don't really know your stuff. Mm, yeah. Okay. So who do you think of? Yeah. I think someone, if anyone said that to me, then they don't see or believe that I have the credibility to speak to this tribe of quiet rebels that we have together today. And um, yeah, so I think it's mainly about the whole imposter syndrome or imposter complex rather that actually feeds into some deeper insecurities that I, I have talked about, but probably not as much. But would that be helpful if I kind of shared what that root of imposter complex could come from? Yeah, if that's, if that's available to you right now, sure. That's totally up to you. Yeah. Okay. So the imposter complex, I have to be careful, complex <laughs> that kind of comes to mind is in regards to probably my age or the fact that I'm a young female Asian. That comes up a lot. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Now, now the energy's cooking. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. And thank you for being willing to, to play in this way because often when, when we, when we look at, you know, energy work and live energy work, there's that really fun, juicy stuff where you do a visualization and you align to the energy of something that you want, or you, you're in a green field with the light. And those are really valuable processes. And what I really wanted to bring to this episode was this stuff, because this is the deeper place that a lot of us don't want to go. And it holds us back from starting our podcast. It holds us back from being a guest on podcasts because we don't want people to find out whatever we think is a secret about ourselves. And so you've just spoken into the light, as Bernie Brown talks about, um, one of those deeper things. So make hay for you on that one, and this could be there for everybody, that a lot of the energy on that actually doesn't belong to you. It actually belongs to your family, your culture. Probably if we were in a private session, we'd get into like who are the specific individuals, which we don't need to right now. But a lot of it doesn't belong to you, which is why it probably feels so much more real at times 
because we do this funny thing energetically, just like a cold goes around a school, for example, and then you could get the same cold twice because you gave it to someone else. And then by the time you got over it, they have it and now they're in full swing and they give it back to you. And it just gets shared amongst everybody. So it can be like that energetically as well. We share these deeper uh, traumas or triggers. Mm -hmm. So the process for you, Meike, is the belief that or the story that you have nothing valuable to share because you're a young Asian woman. Would you be willing to return that to sender with love and consciousness attached? Yes, of course. And see, Mickey has already done a lot of work on this, so that that moved that that finished moving a lot more easily because this is not the first time she's looked at it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the process in a in a bit of a nutshell. Is an easy way into it is you see what is the worst thing someone could say about me, and then what would that mean about me, or what am I making that mean about me? And then you either destroy the belief at the point of creation. Or if you can feel into, if you're in tune with yourself this way, if you can feel into, hey, wait a second, that doesn't even sound like me. That doesn't sound like something that I would say. Like, Meike would never say that about herself. Like, she is a young Asian woman in business. So why would she say that? So it's clearly someone else's. And she can return that to sender with love and consciousness attached. Mm -hmm. Cool. Too far yeah. down the rabbit hole or not enough no. down the rabbit hole? <laughs> no, like it's, it's a good start down the rabbit hole. And to be honest, like I'd love to go deeper like if we had the, the time to be able to do that. But I need to make sure that's not just about me, but also kind of like providing a example, like a legitimate <laughs> example. So I'm trying my best not to kind of like mm -hmm. much here. So <laughs> yes. That's a wonderful start to the process. So let's definitely uh, write some instructions i'll pop this into the show notes for everyone to um just to really like make this super actionable so i'll write those um instructions and pop it into the show notes for those who are interested and i know that towards the end we have something very special um you know just for the quiet rebels here today as well so is there anything else that um oh first of all i appreciate that um as i shared this you also kind of felt my energy it wasn't just your own um as you were talking about it and giving examples but i noticed that you reacted mm. to my own energy so how does it feel for you to be on that end of someone else's energy as they come to these realizations mm. that is a really great question and i'm so glad you asked because neither one of us kind of identified this beforehand but it comes up for so so many of us who you know that we will call ourselves empathic or uh, mm -hmm. sensitive or whatever label we want to put on it and it's such a big problem for those of us that want to be more visible and that want to make a big impact because we are so impacted by other people's energies. Uh, someone gets mad at us and we might carry that with us, not just for the day, but maybe for a month or two months. Mm -hmm. And we don't know how to let it go. And then we want to start our podcast, for example, but we don't want to have those judgments or fears. And it's because we're so sensitive to everything. So for me, it did hold me back for a long time that that sensitivity. That's why I was an actor and a musician and a performer because I could just put it out there. I could push my energy out into the world. And if people wanted it, they could listen or they could watch. And if they didn't, they would just walk away. And that is a totally legitimate way to live life. I'm not dissing that at all. I totally could have lived my whole life that way, very happily. But there's another way to be in the world. And that is what I call a pull energy. And I'm not the first to describe it this way. Access consciousness does a lot of really great work around this. And if anyone's familiar with their work, they might notice some similarities in my language. So when you're in a pull energy, you, so which I am with you right now and with your whole audience in the future, when you're in a pull energy, people can say whatever the heck they want to say. And it flows through you. It doesn't get stuck on you or in you. Mm. And so I can do sessions all day long. A lot of energy workers can't do sessions all day long because they take on their energy. It's even taught in Reiki, for example, that after a session, you should go do some grounding, you know, get your feet on the ground, wash your hands with cold water, shake it off, go for a walk, a whole ritual. And I'm not saying that that's incorrect, but I have found for me that there is a different way, which is to allow and pull through all the energy and then if anything sticks me, if, if we're having a session together and you maybe attack me or come at me, if I take that badly and it sticks, 
it's because I have a belief about it. It's because I have uh, somewhere that got triggered. There's a judgment that I wasn't willing to receive. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go do some clearing work on that. I'm going to clear the beliefs. I'm going to get underneath it and clear it out. Because once I do, it's not just in my relationship with you that I'm now free. It's in my whole business and all my family relationships and everything. Um, so I have a specific example of the difference that that can make if that works. There was a, a yeah. session that I did so I can, I can share a specific example. Okay, yeah, cool. please do. Um, so I was working with a client. Uh, it was back in the U.S. primaries. So I guess that was three years ago now. Two years ago? I forget. I'm not in the United States. So I don't actually know. But she was working on um, a really key campaign in, in uh, I think it was Georgia. And they had a black woman who was up in their riding. And it was, gonna, it was kind of a swing vote thing where if she got into the Senate, I think it was, or whatever the U.S. primaries are, forgive me for my lack of knowledge about U.S. Uh, politics. But it was an important position. I know that. And this woman was one of her lead people in her campaign. And she came to me for my free session, my free energy clearing session, because she was exhausted and she was so stressed. It it had been a year just going full on, full tilt, and her whole office was exhausted. And when she started the session with me, she said, we are doing this because Donald Trump is a bad person and we have to get him out. And then she went on to explain the situation in more detail. So I stayed in a pull energy. I received all of her judgments and all the things she needed to get off her chest because we all have those moments, especially in today's world. And she said, okay, so what should I do? And I said, well, we're going to clear some beliefs. Now, the, do you want, is it okay if we just dive in and go right down the rabbit hole? And she said, yes, I don't like to play around. Just, just cut to the core. And I said, great. Your belief that Donald Trump is evil is screwing up your energy and it's exhausting you and your whole team. And if you keep that, you're all going to just burn yourselves out. And she said, excuse me? (laughs) Who the hell do you think you are? You are a white man living in North America in the prime of your life. Talk about privilege. Who do you think? And she just went at me for a good five minutes, just guns blazing. Mm -hmm. And I continued to pull energy. Now my body was shaking and I was so nervous. Like Will was crazy nervous and I just wanted to run away the whole time. (laughs) But energetically, I kept pulling the energy and pulling the energy. And I let her finish. And I said, I forget her name now, but Cindy, did anything that I say violate your deepest held uh, morals or values? She said, no. So like, okay, great. And I had, I'd never asked that question before. It just came up in the energy of being present in the energy. She said, no. I said, okay, great. So having said that, we can stop the call right now and you can go back to everything as it was. And that's totally fine. Or if you want to be free of all this, I'm not going to change my tune. This is the thing to clear. And she said, okay, fine. And by the end of this 25-minute session, she ended up saying, thank you so much and apologizing for having come at me guns blazing. And get this, three weeks later, I got an email from her to say, I never got to tell you, but thank you so much because the next day I came into the office And it was as if our entire team took a huge sigh of relief. We all relaxed, took a breath, and we got back to work. And so that's the difference that pulling energy and and just being aware of someone else's energy can make of me staying present with you and noticing like, oh, yeah, that was okay. That was on. That wasn't on. That wasn't good. Did I answer your question or did I I go on too much of an energetic tangent there? No, I'm I'm glad that you're able to uh, provide a specific example and Bless you for staying grounded with when someone's yelling at you, it is not easy to stay there. Like it's so tempting to just like get up and run away. (laughs) But you stood there because you knew that that's precisely what was tripping her up. And I can't remember the precise words or anything, but my mentor shared with me something very similar that when something has offended you or something like that, there's some truth to it, but you're just not willing to face it yet. So you just like take it as an offense, but actually there is some deeper work. And I feel that your process, um, it really brings to light and the things that people are triggered by and that they're willing to shout at you for or anything like that is a clear sign that that's the thing. So I love that. So thank you for sharing that example with us. Mm-hmm. So, well, I really, I'm really glad that you brought this up that many quiet rebels in the audience they are extremely empathic they 
they really know how to feel into other people's feelings and it's a way that we can really uniquely understand them. But there is that danger of taking so much on board, they almost kind of lose their own voice and value in the process. So you have your Mm. way of like making sure that the energy doesn't stick to you. But for someone who doesn't quite have the same credentials as you, do you have any advice so that we don't allow these things to stick to us too? Like when we are dealing with people who don't quite agree with the way that we do things or they're just like coming at us not from a place of wanting to improve us, but to just like share hate and like all the negativity. So do you have any kind of steps for us or any advice at all on how we can make sure that that kind of energy doesn't stick around because it does stick with you, um, you know, for a while if you let it. So. Mm-hmm. I wish I had a better soundbite on this one, but I don't because this is, this is the work that I do with clients and this is my programs and this is my everything. So to break it all down into, into the three steps would be too much. I mean, we are going to talk about some of the, that kind of framework stuff in a little bit, I think, with the four-step framework. Um, but what we went over earlier is, is a really great place to start to look at the judgments. Um, what's the worst thing that someone could say about you? And then to, to clear the beliefs around that. That is a really, really good place to start because if you just clear all those fears that you have, uh, call it law of attraction, call it whatever you want, just call it practical living, you won't attract or create those people in your world anymore. They just, they drop away. And I've experienced that countless, countless times in my life that when I get energetically clear in myself, and by energetic clear, I mean, I identify the beliefs that are coming up, I clear those beliefs, I see where am I not willing to be judged, and I clear the energy on that, it gets specific. It's not just a woo-woo, com- I mean, it is a woo-woo conversation, but it's not just, you know, feel good and everything works out. It's much more detailed than that. So when I do that, then when someone starts uh, flinging the crap, it, it doesn't stick on me. Um, it just, it slides off much more quickly. That's one piece. The other piece is to start getting really, and I'm not the first person to say this again, but get really grateful when someone does fling something at you and it sticks, because when it sticks, you can say, oh my gosh, when I clear that icky, gross feeling and, and the belief that it's pointing to, my income is going to go up. My social life is going to improve. My health is like something is going to shift in a great way. Uh, it's a really exciting thing for me now when I see one of those like deep down gross ones. Uh, I actually get excited now and I go, oh my gosh, this is going to be so good. When I clear this or when I see what this is, it's going to be so good. I'm, I'm excited. I, I literally get excited even in the negative emotion that I'm still experiencing because I still have tons and tons of negative emotions. So that's the, the next piece. The other one is one that I completely, that when we were first talking about this episode, I hadn't created this free download yet, but we can link it in the show notes. It's a free seven-minute meditation audio uh, guided meditation energy pulling experience so people can practice on a daily basis how to pull energy. And when you do that every day, even just for seven minutes, you comes at you, you're much more easily able to let it flow on through. So that's the other thing that I would recommend for everyone is to practice what, what, what I call energy pulling and practice it every day. And then once you get into that practice, just be doing it while you're recording your podcast or you're on an episode, even during this episode with you, making unconsciously tapping into that energy all the time. So I'm pulling energy from the whole universe to me or from the whole universe through you to me or from uh, the whole universe through all the listeners to me. And it helps me stay grounded is that you can say whatever you need to say and it'll be okay. So those would be my the best action steps I could give to people because I should also say I got so frustrated over my lifetime of people saying things like, don't take it so personally mm-hmm. or uh, you know, just get a thick skin or, you know, the other person's going through a lot in their life too. So don't make it all about you. Like these are all true, true isms. They're all true, but I'm sorry for me, they're completely useless. It's a, it's, <laughs> it's like saying, just do it. If someone's amygdala is in total lockdown and their brain is stressed out to the max and they're so scared and they've got a million judgments and fears flying and they can't hit the record button to tell them to just do it is I think one of the most irresponsible things that, that our industry has done over the past however many decades. I think it's done in place and you just need a kick in the pants to get it done. Great. Just do it as a wonderful slogan. Uh, don't take 
personally is a wonderful slogan. But again, I would rather people fill that box with water so that the box is full and you can just jump out of each different belief or block or fear. Mm, that that last part really speaks to me again, like the whole childhood thing of um, being told you're too sensitive <laughs> or a thicker layer of skin, don't take things too personally. And there is a time that, you know, we should just do it when we like take action. But I agree with you that there's an element of, you know, it, us being res- irresponsible if we do it without understanding why we're so hesitant in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, whew. yeah. Well, we are going so deep and I love it. <laughs> so <laughs> I am conscious of time that we have together. So you mentioned about this four-step framework. Like, Have you um, actually kind of like dotted in and out of this framework or is this something completely different that you want to share with us on top of the, the little mini belief clearing exercise that you shared with us earlier? Yeah, so I've come in and out of it in the foundations of it. Mm-hmm. And so we can just quickly go for what the four-step framework is. And I can give an example of one of each of the four because it relates so perfectly to, I mean, it's all about uh, business and businesses and anyone starting a podcast or running a podcast. So now that we've laid all the groundwork and, and gone deep on the you know judgments and fears and beliefs and all of that fun stuff, now we can just kind of glide over the top and satisfy any of those um, systems thinking people out in the audience. They're like, okay, <laughs> this conversation is great and I love how deep you're going, but please give us my spreadsheet. Where's my, you know, anyone who needs that, I think it would be valuable if we go over the, the four-step framework. Love it. Let's do it. Okay, cool. So uh, I call this the four-step framework to clear visibility blocks and, and grow your business. Call it whatever you like. It's based on the four foundations of business. And this is something I've been working on for almost a year now. And I've run, we're now on program number eight um, of the program that I used to, to cover these four steps. It's called the Business Accelerator Group. And in that group, we clear beliefs and I give little sprinklings or splatterings of business advice, but it's 95% belief clearing. And I'm going to share specific beliefs here in a minute. So the four-step framework is not going to be a surprise to anyone who's been in business longer than 10 days. The first step is your niche, your ideal client. Mm -hmm. Second step is marketing. Third step is sales. And the fourth step is follow-up. Now for anyone who's in business as a solopreneur, entrepreneur, uh, almost everybody, those are the old, there's nothing else in business. That's all that business is. There's, there's nothing else. <laughs> we try to make it more complicated, but even strategy and planning can fit into one of those categories. Is it a marketing plan or is it a follow-up plan? It all comes in there. Now, if you've got a bigger business, then maybe leadership and team building would be the, four, the fifth piece, but that's, that's uh, outside of this framework. So what I mean by niche on the first step or your ideal client is, who is that ideal client that you want to work with? So to say, I'm not the niche master, so I'm not going to teach you how to define your ideal niche. There are people much better at that. But the basics of it is to say, you know, I deal with women in transition or I work with women in transition is not a niche. To say, I work with holistic businesses who earn less than 50K a year to start their own podcast um, and get over the fear that um, they're not good enough to have a great life. I'm just spitballing here. But that's approaching a clear niche. Like you've got a specific person in mind. And Mika even teaches about this in uh, her, her program that I'm taking right now as well, the um, uh, pitch podcasting, pitching, pitching your ideal podcasts to be a guest. So that's all well and good. And we can read PDFs and books till the cows come home. But if we have beliefs or fears in the way, none of it's going to make any difference. So the two biggest ones that I've seen come up with countless clients and run this program many, many times. First one is if I niche or get too specific, I won't have enough clients. Mm. So if that's your belief, or if that's your story, would you be willing to destroy it at the point of creation? Yes. <laughs> and again, it's a yes or it's a no. Okay, cool. Uh, and the second one is imposter syndrome or mm. imposter complex. Um, if I get specific, it's rubber meets the road on specific results. So if you, for example, are in holistic business and you help people to feel better or be healthier, there's no accountability, really. Uh, people could say, oh yeah, I feel better. But if you um, solve lower back pain in men 50 and over, there's a clear before and after. Mm. 
And so imposter complex rears its ugly head and says, who do you think you are? So now as I get more specific in my niche of the women that I work with around visibility blocks and that they're always women that have a past or usually a past in, in a religious background or setting, it gets really specific and I help them to increase their income by a specific amount within the first four weeks. That is nerve wracking. Oh my God, but what if I fail and what if I don't make it and what imposter, imposter, imposter. So the story that if you get too specific, people will find out that you're not the real deal. Ow. Would you be willing to step out of that story at the point of creation? Am I going, do I need to go a little faster on this part or, or are uh, we on a good tempo? You can keep going. Let's go. Because <laughs> okay. I'm also someone who's very, I, I look at the clock as well. So the next one is marketing. The biggest one that comes up with marketing is a fear of other people's judgments, which we already mentioned before. So that one that you identified before could be one to keep in mind over the next week and continue clearing that because whatever is the worst thing that someone could say about you is that's why you're not doing your marketing. So if you're ever having hesitation and you're not putting yourself out there or doing your marketing, just look at that thing that you already wrote down and you'll see why. Yeah. Okay. Third one is sales. This one I love. It's my personal favorite. So sales, what comes up for most people is if people really wanted my stuff, they would buy it. I would just put myself out there in my podcast or my whatever, and they would just buy it. I shouldn't have to do sales. And then the, the spiritual version of this one is I shouldn't have to do sales and marketing. I should be able to attract it. When either of those come up, you know, different stages of business and, and all that fun stuff. But basically it's kind of arrogant. It's a little bit, um, yeah, it's a little bit arrogant. We all want to be asked. You know, when I met my wife, I didn't just walk past her and say, oh, well, if she really wants some, she'll follow me. No, I went up and I asked her. I said, hey, I would love to take you out. Can I have your number? So when we're in energetic alignment, when we're clear inside and we've done that clearing work, sales is not the big scary beast that we think it is. But it requires that we do that work and then it can be fun. And for the fourth and final follow-up, and the number one belief that comes up here, the number one hesitation why, why people don't follow up is because I don't want to bug people. Mm. But... You can only be bugging people if, number one, you're not clear in your niche. You don't know who they are and the problem that you solve and where you help them get. You didn't have a clear marketing strategy, so you didn't have great content out there that they could see. And you never actually asked for the sale. You never actually said, hey, I would love to work with you. Would you like to work with me? Because if you've done all three of those and with energetic clarity, then the follow-up is really easy. And then it's just a yes or it's a no. So that's the, the four-step framework. If, if we're ever lost in business, we can just refer to that and go, oh, which of the four is it? Am I just not clear on who it is, how I'm reaching them? Am I not asking them? Or am I not following up? And I think everything in business can be boiled down just to that. Wow. You're right. We make business so much more complicated <laughs> than it has to be. <laughs> Let me just in like these four different areas. So niching, marketing, sales, and follow-up. Okay. We got it, Will. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay. So this has been quite the powerhouse episode and I so appreciate, and I'm sure I can speak on behalf of the quiet rebels listening right now. We so appreciate the examples that you've given and, you know, the actual things that we can do to get started now. So let's bring this all back to focus. So what is just one thing that we can do from today after listening to this episode that can really help us to start clearing these visibility blocks. Yeah. So I would sit down every day or when you go for your walk or whatever your ritual is and ask yourself the question. If you're a writer, write it down. If you're an auditory person, record yourself saying it. What is the worst thing that someone could say about me? Mm -hmm. And then use the belief clearing practice or whatever tools you have at your disposal and clear that until it doesn't come up anymore. And if you do that every day, you will see your business expand and you will see your income expand and your client base and everything expand. So that would be the one, the one actionable tip that I could give, give your audience. 
Thank you so much. And Will, it's been an honest pleasure having you on our show today. So where can people go to find you? Um, you know, if they want to learn more about your work. And um, I know that you had a special gift for us as well for those who want to take it a step further than this one action step that you brought down for us. So where can we go to find you and connect with you? Yeah, so uh, my website is myspiritualclarity.com. And then for the gift that you mentioned, that is the free session that I offer. And that's the one that I've done with over 400 people around the world. And it's a really wonderful way to connect. And I wanted to offer this because it is the best way that I know to be of service. It's these 25 minutes together where we clear beliefs, we identify exactly what's going on energetically for the next step, not the whole plan, just the next step, and help you get aligned with that. So this won't be for everyone. This will only be for the people who are listening to this podcast saying, oh my gosh, I want to know what that's like. I want to know what it's like to sit down on a video and have this guy look at me and say, it's love. Yeah, that spot right there, that's where you're full of crap. And let's clear that so you can move forward. So if that's you, <laughs> and if it's not you, you know, and it's great. So if that's you, I would love to meet with you personally. So one-on-one -on, -one on Zoom. And you can find that at myspiritualclarity.com forward slash align with ease. And we will post that in the show notes as well. And I make that offer not lightly, but with love and, and hopes of connection. And you'll know if it's for you just by hearing this podcast. And if it's not for you, um, I wouldn't sign up just out of curiosity. Like sign up if you're like, oh my God, this would be so cool. Don't sign up out of curiosity. Well, we'll yeah, you won't, you won't have fun. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not for the faint of heart. Let's just say that. <laughs> it, it yes, takes, exactly. It takes a lot of courage to take it when someone says like, yeah, that's where you're full of crap. But so my lovelies, if you are ready to just like be at the forefront of everything that might come up in a session with Will, then only if you're ready, like to go and connect with him at a deeper level. And, you know, for now, if you're not quite there yet, then, you know, just like do the, and the, do the belief clearing that we shared in this episode today, for sure. And I can mm -hmm. say that, Will, I will be taking up your offer for this. I say this publicly as well, because... Oh, cool. I, I have done some energy clearing before and it has been incredibly powerful. So just a quick side note story. When I started my new business, so this business was in June, 2018. I remember I started to attract quote unquote, the wrong types of clients. So the kind of clients who didn't really respect my boundaries or they, you know, really went in easily into scope creep, which for those who are not sure what that means, like kind of going, asking you to go beyond what you said you do. And you say yes, just because you want to keep them happy. Mm. So I had those kinds of clients. And then, you know, that was my own fault because I didn't have these things in place and I didn't understand the kind of energy I was putting out there. And when I worked with my own energy coach, she helped me to see towards the end. I remember this so vividly. We went through some pretty deep stuff. But at the end, she shared with me that, Meike, you are like water. And up until now, you've only been using one of the water's functions, which is to help other things grow. So that was me in hmm. the business, like being the person to help other people's businesses grow. But many people I know, many well-meaning entrepreneurs, they do that for other people, but never for themselves. And then she reminded me at the end, like, you are water. Mm -hmm. You help other people grow, but you need to remember that you are a force in your own right. And then after that, I only started working with people who I genuinely love working with. And so this stuff is pretty powerful. And so that's one type of like, you know, energy coach. So I can't wait to see what comes up with you as well. So thank you so much for, you know, extending this really kind offer to the Quiet Rebels audience. And honestly, lovelies, if you are, you know, interested and you feel you're ready to learn more about yourself, please do take up on the offer. So I'll pop the link in the show notes so you can connect with Will. And um, so that's where we can find you. So I got two final questions before I let you go. Thank you so much for your time. Mm -hmm. And the questions are number one, what makes you a quiet rebel? Hmm. I'm not the most quiet of quiet rebels with a background <laughs> in theater and music. I'm usually a loud rebel, but I had a shift around that. So what makes me now a quiet rebel is that I'm way more willing to pull energy and to listen and to shut up and to let people say what they need to say. So I would say I've had a transformation in a lot of ways from the loud rebel to more the quiet rebel. And it's, it's very rebellious. 
<laughs> the foundation of my work is that for anything that's in our life, we have a belief about it. And I apply that to my own life without any places to hide. So any negative experience that I create in my life, I have a belief about it. And if I can identify that belief, if I can shift that. And to me, that's the biggest rebellion I can think of because it means that I'm 100% in the driver's seat of my life. And that is about the most rebellious thing I think that, that we can do. Love that. And I just want to put it out there that, you know, loud or quiet, the volume in which you speak or the actions you've taken, not necessarily <laughs> what, not necessarily um, in my eyes, what a quiet rebel is, but that's why I love hearing everyone's, um, you know, descriptions of what makes them a quiet rebel. But I love that you come to that realization. So thank you. And my final question to you, for those who are frequent listeners of the podcast, they know what's coming next. But for those, like if you are new to the podcast, your first time listening, then I want to share with you that there's a question I ask my guests at the end of every single episode. And it's this, when you hear the sound effect, means it's time for a fact of the day. So, Will, you're in the hot seat today. So what is one thing, whether it's a story or a little fact about you that hasn't been shared anywhere else online, it hasn't been shared on a website or on social media at all, what's, only, what's one thing that only we can know about you? When I start getting on a topic, I see it everywhere. So for example, when my daughter watches Frozen, I'm interpreting the entire film through the lens of energy clear and visibility expert. And I can't help but see all the connections. So I pulled up the lyrics just to make sure I wouldn't get it wrong of in Frozen 2, the song Show Yourself. Mm -hmm. Because as my three-year-old daughter forces me to listen to the soundtrack every single day of my life, <laughs> she's been obsessed with the movies for a year and a half. She's three. She's been obsessed for a year and a half. We put on a tutu. We dance around. Uh, she forces me to dance uh, almost as if I'm at gunpoint with a tutu on. And as a, even, even amongst all that awesome, wonderful dad life, I can't turn my brain off to hear the lyrics that say, show yourself, I'm dying to meet you. Show yourself, it's your turn. Are you the one I've been waiting for all of my life? Show yourself, I'm ready to learn. And it never shuts off. So I'm, I'm, that's, I don't think that's something that I've really shared in that way before is that I never shut off in looking for ways to be of service and to serve and to speak the vision more clearly of, of the world that we can all create when we step out of the fear of judgment, but it really never turns off. As soon as I wake up, when I'm going to bed, it's there. So I, I interpret my life through that. Yeah, that's, that's what I would share. Mm, that's really interesting. And now I'm really tempted to you that I've seen Frozen 2 only once. So, um, but yeah, I'm going to like take a closer listen to all of these songs and probably watch The Greatest Showman again as well. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, you so, have to watch Frozen at least 25 times to get in, okay, into the I, deeper I significance have, and meaning. So you I, need a three-year-old to force yourself to. <laughs> I ha I don't have my own three-year-old yet, but I shall in the future. But I've definitely watched the first Frozen probably at least 25 times. And that's just from no prompt whatsoever from a younger child. It's just from me. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yes, I will definitely listen to the song and watch the movie again, for sure. But Will, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing so generously your process and how it's really going to help so many of us to clear these disability blocks that are preventing a lot of us from really putting ourselves out there. So thank you so much for coming on to the show today. Yeah, thank you for having me and for uh, trusting me to speak to your audience. I know how important that is to you, so it means, it means a lot to me that you'd have me. So, my lovely, how are you feeling? I mean, I don't know about you, but after this conversation with Will, I felt so incredibly liked which just goes to show how much weight these unserving beliefs can truly have in your life. You hear the saying, right? Like, oh, it's like a weight lifted off my shoulders when there's actually no physical weight, but it's like when you have the courage to do something or to say something, right? You feel that metaphorical weight be lifted out of you. And the same goes for these beliefs. The beliefs that have probably kept you safe 
that they're not allowing you to grow into the new version of yourself that you want to become. So I really hope that the live demonstration that we did together today really served you to, to kind of like see what it's like for myself, for example. I do have some beliefs that need clearing and I'm going to raise my hand here and say that, you know, I'm not perfect at this, but I'm willing to try. And I hope that by tuning in to today's episode, if this is your first time encountering any sort of energy work at all, that this is like a easy and simple and safe gateway for you to try with yourself. So again, it's not for the faint of heart <laughs> if you want to actually have this energy clearing session with Will, but I hope that at least the exercise in itself is enough to help you get started if you're not quite ready yet. <laughs> But either way, if you do want to connect with Will, please head to makeasang.com forward slash 055 for the show notes where you'll be able to find all the links that we mentioned here today, including being able to book your energy session. And as I'm recording this, I actually booked my session earlier, so I look forward to that. <laughs> but my lovely, I hope that you enjoyed our conversation and that you really just open your eyes to the possibilities of any beliefs that may still be holding you back from your own visibility efforts because I know for sure, opened my own eyes too. So if you enjoyed this conversation, I'd love it if you can screenshot it and share it over on Instagram and be sure to tag Will and myself as well, because we would love to hear from you about the takeaways that you received and, you know, feel free to drop us a DM as well. We always love hearing from you guys, truly. But that is all for me today, my love. I hope to see you same place, same time next week as we come back for another episode on the Quiet Rebels podcast. So until then, please do take care and bye for now.